0: Good day, singles. It's another Big Fridays podcast. I'm your host, Robbie. How are you this week? I hope the past few days have been wonderful for you. Today, our podcast is about vision, the fifth principle in our Motivate series. How do you plan for your future? Do you have a clear vision of who you wanna be and what you wanna have? Let's hear the discussion on the importance of having a clear and right vision of your goals and plans which will help us in making the right decisions and actions in achieving them.
1: Hello, singles, and welcome to another edition of Big Fridays. This is your pastor, Pastor Iko Ibeleon, and I'm really blessed, encouraged, humbled, and privileged to to be able to share to you our fifth principle in our ongoing Motivate series. It's based on a book by Dr. Peter Tanchi and his wife, Sister Diona and their wonderful family about having these biblical principles that they have learned over the years in their family and their burden to share this to other people, these biblical principles that actually work in providing that influence to your families, to your loved ones, to your Marcada, to your friends, to everyone that is within your sphere of influence. And so far, I don't know with you, but I have been personally blessed as we have learned four uh, principles already. And what are these four principles that we have learned already? First, we've learned about modeling, right? We've learned about modeling. We've learned about open communication. We've learned about the principle of time. And last week, Paul DiVera came in and spoke about the principle of intimacy. And this evening or this morning or this afternoon or regardless what time you're watching this from anywhere in the Philippines and even outside the Philippines. By the way, I want to say hi to those of you joining from outside Metro Manila and even outside the Philippines. Uh, I want to personally welcome you all into this fifth session of our Ongoing motivation. And tonight, we're going to talk about this very amazing principle, Vision. Before we go any further, uh, is it okay if I ask everyone to just lock our hearts in prayer and as we commit this time to the Lord, shall we? Shall we do that? Okay. Father God, I thank you for this wonderful privilege that you have allowed each one of us right now watching this video to carve out time uh, to hear your word, to understand your scriptures, and to really allow your spirit to minister to all of us. Father, I confess my complete dependence upon you, but Lord, I pray that you will just use this time and that i will humbly come before you that you will use me to be able to share to the thousands of singles watching this and even those that perhaps are already married uh, that your message that's specifically crafted will be the one that will be planted in their hearts and their minds i pray for good internet connection oh lord Please give each one of them good internet connection in the remaining minutes of our time tonight And I pray also that you keep stable the platform that we're showing this in Facebook and in YouTube and that your message, Lord, will really speak to all of us. tonight. Father, I commit to you this time. May your name be honored and glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Vision. What a very important topic. In fact, it is so important that the Bible gives us uh, a, a warning An encouragement and a reminder about what vision is. and This can be found in Proverbs 29 verse 18. It says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Why? Because vision is is a guide. Vision is an image of what's going to happen in the future. Vision is something that provides direction to people. should impact you. Your vision in the future should impact the decisions that you're doing now. And your vision of the future, whatever that is, would really allow you to persevere and to have that determination to achieve that. You see, you know, see vision should inspire you and I. You know, you know, vision should make you wake up in the morning and allow you to be excited on what's in store because your day, your life. Should be designed and planned in such a way that every step of the way, every day that you live, is in fulfillment of that vision that you want to achieve in your life. That is how powerful vision is. But the problem is, not a lot of people are really talking about it. Not a lot of people are putting vision in their in their hearts and in their minds. In fact, they say that there's so many. Less visionary people nowadays. There are so many followers. There are so many people who just want to lead. But really the vision that has been planted in their hearts and their minds oftentimes needs developments. Oftentimes needs to be in the forefront. Because when you have that vision in front of you, in front of your life, your future, your target, amazing things happen to you. Not just in the future, but even in the now. Let me, let me share to you a story that I read uh, in a book I'm reading about vision. And the story goes that there were two individuals that are locked in in the same prison cell. Okay? Two individuals locked in the prison cell. And in this prison cell, there's only one window. Okay? In one window. A small window in a, in a prison cell with bars in it that, goes, that gives you a view of the outside. The first individual, remember there are two people, the first individual looks at this window but only sees the bars. He sees the bars. Every single day, he looks at that window and he sees the bars in the window. And as he looks at the bars, it gives him frustration for what, was, what has happened. It made him angry because he's locked in in that prison. It discourages him. Because uh, he keeps on seeing that bar, and more importantly, every single day that passes, he loses hope. And there's no more desire to continue and to go on. Whereas the other person, right, seeing the same window, seeing the same bar, sees it, but sees through it. And sees the blue skies. And the clouds, and every single day, as he focuses on the clouds, as he focuses on the skies, he reminds himself of the time that the time will come that he will be freed. And because of that, it gives him encouragement, it inspires him to go to continue to go on, it affects his daily decision, and it provides him determination and perseverance to continue to go on. Two different individuals, saints self. Same window, but different attitude and different day-to-day living out their lives. Why? Answer, vision. Both had different visions. And that is why it is so important, singles, as you are listening to this message today, tonight, this afternoon, that you need to have a firm grasp of what is God's vision for your life. But the problem is we sometimes mix the word mission and vision, right? Uh, we enter we, we, we mix these two we mix these two things because we haven't we really hardly talk about vision and we hardly talk about mission so let me explain to you the difference between a mission and a vision. A vision is a picture a mental picture of what life can be okay it is in the future that is the vision. Whereas the mission is the what, the who, and the how? Mission tells us what to what we're supposed to be doing in the now to be able to achieve the vision in the future. So vision is the why. Mission is the what and the how, and vision is future-oriented, while mission is present, leading to the future. That is an important component. For us to understand why. Because your vision should impact your mission. And your mission should be in direction towards achieving your vision. But before we go into our vision, I, I, I need to share that we need to first ask God. He is our creator. He is the author and the Perfector of our faith. He is the one that is dictating whatever we have to do here on earth and that is why it is pertinent that we understand first ano pa yung mission at saka yung vision ng panginoon sa kanila mga anak for his church for his people because once we know what is the vision of god and what is his mission for us our role is then to align align to that vision align to that mission why because god's vision in the future will definitely happen his mission will definitely will definitely be fulfilled. So if you and I, if you and I have a vision and have a mission that is not aligned to that, because remember, our Creator has placed that, has placed eternity in the hearts of men. And therefore, if we long for something that is eternal in the temporal, lagi ng disconnect. And that's why I submit to you. Find out first what is God's vision if you're watching us for the very first time. If you're new here into Big Fridays, I want to share to you what God's vision is and what God's mission is. And if you have been here and you've been following Big Fridays and you're part of the CCF, then this is again a reminder for us of what is really God's vision and God's mission. Mission, of course, if you're from CCF, you've probably heard this a dozen or times, right? God's mission for his people can be found in Matthew 28 verse 19 to 20 and it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. So the mission that we have now is to make disciples. Make disciples of all nations. And how do we do that? Uh, first, by baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. And then in verse 20 it says, Teaching them to observe all that I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of age. I am with you always. That is the promise. I will be with you always, even to the end of age. You know, normally we in in, in when we talk about Matthew twenty-eight verse nineteen to twenty, the ver- verse twenty is which the last part is. I am with you always, even to the end of age. Is is sometimes an afterthought already because we focus so much on the on the making disciples and 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 teaching them to observe right and all I commanded you, uh, but. But t- tonight, I, I want to stress a little bit on I am with you always, even to the end of age. Why? Because this is God's mission for his people, make disciples. But the promise is that I am with you always, even in even to the end of the age. And the vision, remember, vision is about the future. In God's vision at the end of age, when he comes back and establishes his this kingdom here on earth physically that is God's vision and when that happens in Revelation chapter 7 captures this in in verse 9 to 10 it says after these things I look and behold behold meaning you are you are captured you are mesmerized behold a great multitude which no one could count, so so many, countless number of people. What are they doing, or where are they coming from? From every nation, and all tribes and peoples and tongues. Remember, remember in 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 Matthew's Matthew, Matthew 28 verse first twenty, it says, "I will be always, even to the end of age." And in verse nineteen, it says. But uh, disciples dis- make disciples of all the nations, right? Of all the nations, that is the mission of all the nations in verse in verse uh, eight nineteen, And then in, ver- in, in Revelation, it says there, a great multitude which no one, count, which no one could count from every nation. So you can see the connectivity of the mission of, of, of God to His people and the vision of God to His people. Right? Every nation and all tribes and peoples and tongues standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and palm branches were in their hands. In verse 10, and they cry out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God who sits on the throne and into the Lamb. In this final book in the Bible, the book of Revelation ushers in the future. Of God's people, and here in chapter seven, the the book develops this this amazing contrast between the peril of those that do not have God in their hearts and those that are faithful to God. Those that belong to God would experience those that be, that do not belong to God, as the verse says, would experience desperation and destruction. While well, those that have called Jesus to Jesus as their Lord and Savior would enjoy protection on earth and experience this. Exhilarating time of worshiping the Lord in heaven. Now God, that is God's vision. God's vision is that multitude of people from all generations can worship the Lord. You know, every time I go and speak about these verses, every time I read these verses, you know, my burden, my burden is Lord, and my prayer, Lord, please make me witness the privilege of having my loved ones, my families to be with me at that time when we come together and worship you in this event that is definitely going to happen. This is God's vision. And whether you believe it or not, whether we are going to be part of it or not, it's going to happen because that is what God has said in his word. That is God's vision for his people. So my question to you, brothers and sisters, is are your vision or is your vision, are your visions aligned to God's vision? That is an important question that you need to ask because if it is aligned, then hallelujah. Why? Because I know by God's grace that because your vision is aligned to God's vision, then you will find purpose, you will find meaning, and you will find significance in your life. You know before I became a committed follower of Chris, I had my own personal vision. I wanted to be a president of a company I want to be I want to have x amount of money in the bank right I, I wanted to all have I want to have all these earthly earthly objective earthly things things that the things that the world say, hey you're successful but as I grew on and by God's grace, a sinful person like me was plucked out of my dark, destructive life and brought it into the light of God's grace through Jesus Christ. As I, as I transition from a person who don't know Jesus personally to a person who became or is becoming a committed follower of Christ, God has also allowed me the perspective that those things that were my personal vision before those were very temporal and would never provide the significance that I'm longing for in my soul. Never. And by God's grace, I realized that my agenda was all about myself. My agenda before was all about myself. That's my own agenda. It's so temporal. But 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 having a vision centered on God's agenda, having a vision that is uh, going to be achieved by by God's mission, that that is the eternal significance that I pray that you, who's watching now, would also have so that you could pass that on as your godly influence to people. Because life is a choice. And the direction of your life either dictates or decides the choices that you will make, whether you like it or not. Your vision in life will actually impact the direction that your life should take. And second. It also impacts the decision that you will make. And having that vision in your life will provide that determination for your life. And that is, brothers and sisters, our quick three points for tonight. Why is it so important to have vision? So let me go right quickly into it. Vision impels direction. Once you have that vision, it impels direction. That's why vision is crucial. It sets the direction for our lives. Andy Stanley once said, Direction, not intention, determines destination. Okay, what does that mean? Direction, not intention, determines destination. Let me explain it to you in a, in a story. For example, I know all of us singles, we want to travel already. Katin po tayo mag travel, because I know a lot of you, you love traveling. I see a lot of people posting. Uh, uh, and social media that how they miss traveling and I know a lot of you wants to travel and we look forward to that time When we're gonna get the go signal to go travel already, right? So for example, you want to go to Tagaytay All right, you, gotta, you want to go to Tagaytay and we are all meeting in the in the CCF Center for example in Ortigas, right? So your intention is you want to go to Tagaytay. You brought in all your your d-group all your people from big all your office mates, for example, you rode in the car, you rode in the vehicle, you brought your bag, you put gas in, in your vehicle, and now you're on the road, okay? You're on Ortigas, okay? Your intention is you want to go to Tagaytay. That is your vision. I want to go to Tagaytay. You're ready on Ortigas, right? But when you hit EDSA, instead of turning left, you inadvertently turn, or by decision, you turn right. So instead of going to s South Luzon Expressway, you're now into the North Luzon Expressway. Right? You're in the Northwestern Expo, you Go going to the Northwestern Expo State. So even if you are, your intention is you want to go to Tagaytay, but, that, but you are in the wrong road, you're in the wrong direction, kahit ano pong intention yan, hindi po tayo makakarating sa Tagaytay. Do you follow? Because direction, not intention, determines destination. So ano kailangan natin gawin? Pag nakita natin sa NX, may wala tayong NX. Huwag sa index. Umakit tayo sa Skyway 3. Bukas na. So, paakit ka lang sa Skyway 3. 20 minutes, nasa Magalianis ka na. Plugging lang po ito. Nasa Magalianis ka na. And then, diretso ka sa South Los so you can go up to Tagaytay. And now, to be in the right direction. You see, a lot of us, singles, we are in the wrong direction. So, having that vision, understanding that vision, puts us in the right path. Right? Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8-9 says, what is the direction that our life should take? Because we have been saved by grace through faith, right? And we know that this gift, this grace, this salvation is not from ourselves. We didn't do anything about this. It is something that is given to us by, the, by Jesus Christ when he sacrificed in that in the cross. Right, And because of that grace that we have experienced, this new life that we have in Christ, remember that day I was in the dark, but I met Christ, I realized that he died for me. I realized that that my life then was headed to destruction, regardless of what I can do, It was headed to destruction because I do not have Jesus in my life. and once I realized that, once I realized I am a sinner, once I realized I have been running away from God. Once I realized that God did die for me because he loves me. And I realized that grace. And I surrendered my life to Jesus and accepted him. That's when this gift that I accepted allowed me to understand a change of direction. And look at verse 9. A result of works so that no one may boast. And you know what happened when I realized that this grace, this gift of life, of forgiveness that Jesus Christ had given to me. You know what happened? In verse, like what happened in verse 10, I realized that we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Realizing that you and I have been saved by grace, we need to set our mind in the right vision and we need to have that right mindset of who we are, right? Who we are. Because if we are really in Christ, because Christ died for us and by grace that we have been saved, then that should dictate what we, are, what we should do in our life, and whom we should be living for. And because of that, that direction determines the ultimate destination of our lives. And in so doing, we are also sharing that vision to other people, the vision of Christ in their lives. And that's how discipleship takes place. You see, you have to be in the right direction, and vision gives you that. The second thing that vision gives to us in terms of living a godly legacy to the people is that vision impacts decision. That is the second reason why vision is so important because it impacts your decision. Vision impacts our present choices. Why is that important again for us to understand? Because singles, choices have consequences. Now if you understand the vision, that the vision is truly to follow what God wants to happen in your life. And by the way, I've read the engagement posts that we have in social media and I've read a lot of your vision for your life over there and I'm really blessed that all of you wants to really have a Christ-centered life. You know, I, I saw there that you wanted to have a family. I saw that you wanted to start a. What you wanted to have a startup company. I saw that. Saw them That whatever God takes you, you want to serve Him, regardless if you're a single or because you are married. I, I saw there's some some vision of you down the road, five to ten years from now. Some are praying that by that time you already have a family. But you know what? It doesn't matter if you're if you're a single or already married. I know it's a bonus to get married, but regardless, if you're a single or if you're married, the most important thing is you are in the right direction in fulfilling God's mission and vision for your life. And the way to do that, the way to be able to even have the right decision-making and to be in the right direction, in the right path, in the right road, is intentionality. There must be a sense of intentionality in your decision-making because vision impacts decision. This is a big one for singles. Decision making, mga kapatid, singles, napaka importante po nito. I submit to you, I submit to you. Make sure you're surrounded by people. You That's why you have to be part of a small group. If you're watching this and you're not yet part of a small group, you, I really pray that you will want to be part of one. Why? Because that helps you in your decision making. Ang hirap po magdesisyon kapag ang decision mo ay na sarili mo lang. If there's no one processing it with you, no one guiding you, no one sharing to you the biblical principles, no one telling you which which path is the way to God. And it's so difficult. That's why you need to surround yourself with people, right? And it's why you need... And, and the second thing, or, or the most important thing aside from that, is that when you are about to make a decision, you need to consult God. Ask God so that He can guide you in every decision-making. And you can come in confidence Right, you can come in confidence to God to ask for direction, to ask for wisdom. Spe- specifically, if your vision is about fulfilling God's plan in your life, yung confidence, You can come to the Lord. Lord, help me. I want to honor you. Lord, help me in this in this crossroad in my life because I truly want to glorify you. My vision for my life is to be more and more like you, O oh Lord. In my life, is the people around me. So, if that is your vision, and if that is the direction for your, the direction of the path that you're leading to on your own, I submit to you, you can be confident to ask God for the decisions in your life. And if your mission, for example, is really making disciples, which is really the objective of our ongoing series, motivate to have an influence, to have a lasting influence to the people around us, to live an influence, lasting influence to the people around us, then therefore, you could actually ask God. He tells us in James 1 verse 5, he says, But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously without reproach and it will be given to him. So folks, singles, it is not a question of who or when. Uh, sorry, it's not a question of who. It is a question of when. Mangyayari po yan. That you will be in a crossroad. That you will be in a decision. And when you are in that crossroad, I submit to you, you need to ask God. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously. who gives to all generously, Hindi You see, a lot of us, a lot of us were making decisions and were committing the same mistakes over and over again. Tama I I I can say that because I have been in that situations where the decisions I make are mistakes that I make are keep on repeating. But by God's grace, but by God's grace, I realize that even if I commit the same mistakes, I can still ask for God. God Lord, help me. Give me wisdom. How do I do this? Because we're used to, when we ask once or we ask twice, we will no longer ask again. Right? For example, I'll give you an example. Right? For example, you are with your boss, right? And the boss tells you something. You are in work. It's like saying us. Most of you are working, even from work from home. You ask your boss, "Boss, how do I do this?" And then your boss tells you, Ikoy, this is how you should. Put, you're supposed to do this, right?" And then you commit a mistake. And then you ask boss, paano nga ba ulit to? how do I do this again?" And then again, you, for some strange reason, you commit the same mistake. And on the third mistake again, you come back to your boss. And on the fourth time again, you come back. But on the fourth time, you know what, my your boss tells you, "Ikoi, am I man?" Mo na sa akin, I mean, I, I hope for the foreign people watching that you have a Filipino beside you or a Filipino to translate that because I don't have the time. I have a limited time uh, today. So, anyway, right? Do you understand what I'm saying? If when we are in our relationships, we're afraid to keep on asking when we commit a mistake because we know that the person on the other side perhaps will be frustrated to us and will reject us. But I can I encourage you for those of you that probably have so many mistakes in life. You know, God, He's generous. He will not tell you, Ano ka ba naman, Ikoy? Ayan ka na naman. No, no. He will tell you, okay, okay, anak, okay, ikoy, try it again. This is how you do it. I'm going to give you the wisdom. You just have to apply it. And That's the grace. That's the grace of God. Unimaginable, unending. He will give you wisdom if you ask for it. And that's why when you have experienced this, when you make a decision in life, and you seek God, and you want to honor God, and you apply that in your decision-making, you know what's going to happen? Even though you still don't know what's going to happen in the future because of that decision, there is peace. Peace. You see, when you ask God for wisdom in your decision-making because it is supposed to be aligned to your vision, and you apply that, peace comes into your life. Philippians 4 verse 7 says, Then you will experience God's peace. God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. That is the beauty when your vision impacts your decision. Because you seek God's wisdom. And when you apply God's wisdom in your decision making, because of that vision that dictates the direction of your life, then God grants that peace. So why do we need vision in our life, singles? As we influence people for God, for lasting impact. Number one, vision gives us direction. Number two, vision impacts our decision. And the third and final point for tonight is that vision imparts determination. The third reason why vision is so important because it imparts determination. As vision impacts your decision, vision also imparts determination. There must be that desire to persevere, right? You know, because when you have a God's vision in your life, it is not going to be easy for you to achieve it. You need God to be with you. I want to ask a brother in Christ to share to us how how God's vision in his life transformed him. Here's Ian Perez, a servant and a leader in big ministry, to share to you God's vision in his life and how that directed his life, affected his decision, and really imparted to him that determination. Mr. Ian Perez.
2: Unintelligent, unimportant, unloved. That's how I felt before I came to know Jesus Christ. In high school, I was branded as a loser. As my classmate teased and talked behind my back, I felt overly cautious of my actions and jumbled up words and thoughts. I ended up not making sense. So I withdrew from people, fearing to make a fool of myself. Then in college, I put a mask and pretended that I had many accomplishments. No one teased me anymore. For once, I was accepted and appreciated, but still, there was no sense of purpose. I feel empty. This went on until I started working. In 2010, my life changed. An office I like invited me to a small group. I said yes so I can impress her. I had no idea that the Lord would use my weakness to win me. And that my godly legacy had just begun. In that small group, I felt safe and accepted for who I am. Little by little, I felt the love of God. He found me as His word is, plus and all. As I came to know Christ, I found that everything was rubbish compared to knowing Him. But despite my new life, I still had poor self-esteem. So my disciple back then encouraged me to serve in the ministry. I purposely assumed that I would make mistakes and there was no way for me to be useful to God. But my disciple reminded me of God's purpose and vision for me in 1 Corinthians 10.31, to do all for His glory. So I surrendered my hesitation to the Lord and said, Lord, kung anong gusto mong pagawa ako. Kai't lang na papel yan, as long as gusto mo. I never thought that my simple commitment to him will unfold a vision bigger than I would have imagined. I now lead two discipleship groups, one for young professionals who serve with me in the ministry, and one for working students serving at the Kapope. God uses me to lead the volunteers and facilitators in big Fridays. He even called me to be a retreat coordinator for the ministry's upcoming conference. Incredibly, God uses me as a speaker in big and itself sat- and its satellites, sharing my insights and experiences as a servant walk with him. But the Lord is not done. When CCF launched the Go Baral program, I was hesitant at first. I said, Lord, Dalawanang Group ko ako. But he spoke with me in Matthew chapter 9, verse 36 to 37, and reminded me of his compassion to the distress, and that the harvest is plentiful but the workers are few. I underwent training and turned out to be the one of the best things that happened. I reached out to my brother, Pao, and some cousins to start a Bible study group. Session after session, I saw Pao become more hungry for God's Word and gave me share these learnings from the Bible. One session after, Pao, together with my cousins, accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. But God's goodness does not end there. During this pandemic, I had the opportunity to minister to my sister. It was hard because my sister and I didn't have a good relationship in the past. We often fought. So whenever I sent messages to our family group chat, she used to ignore me. I felt disrespected as a and wanted to retaliate. But again, God reminded me in Galatians 6-9, Do not be tired of doing good, for in the right time, I will reap a harvest of blessing if I don't give up. So I continue to love her as I wait for the harvest. Whenever I visit my parents and sister, I make sure to serve her and my parents. I cook for them, wash dishes, buy merienda, even though she's it. I make lambing with pizza or ice cream. I don't react but respond with love. Slowly, my sister is warming up to me. Every week I visited lately, she offers food, popcorns, burger, chocolate. She now speaks with me gently. Our lunchtime conversation becomes the highlight of my visits. As she shares the heart stuff like her life struggles, And the Light Ones, like her favorite Korean boy band. I even tried to sing and dance a band song so to make my sister smile. The Lord taught me to build my relationship with my sister. What happened to me and my siblings made me realize that everything we do now will have an impact in the future. I thank the Lord for the Holy Spirit's guidance and casting this one big vision for me to be used by Him for His glory. I want my life to point out to Christ, and this will be my lasting legacy. What he can do to me, he can do to you. And it all starts with eternal life with Christ. Without Christ, you'll have nothing of eternal worth to leave behind, because he is the only one who will outlast life itself. My name is Christopher Ian Perez. I once was nothing, but because of Christ, I became something. To God be all the glory.
1: Thank you, Ian. Thank you for that wonderful, encouraging story. You know, as I was listening to that testimony, um, I see myself, uh, specifically in your burden to reach out to your sister, to your family. Uh, That has also been my prayer. I've been praying every single day that I can really come to a point where I can influence my family. Uh, So I pray that for those of you watching, can you please pray for me, pray for my family, uh, that uh, they too would understand the receiving knowledge of who Christ is and the grace that God has gifted us through his sacrifice on the cross. Okay, let's close this in. Philippians 1 verse 6 says, Being confident on this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. You see, for a lot of us, having a vision is only the first step. The second step is that how do you pass on this vision to people? How do they also have this vision, this godly vision in your life that you want to achieve by God's grace? And how is it going to be passed on? One of the things that you need to do is when you start influencing them, right, they, you, they, you, need to, you need to be able to love them, you need to be able to guide them, you need to be able to influence them to come closer and understand who Christ is and have Christ impact their lives as well. But if you're like me, sometimes when you're influencing people, it takes a lot of patience, right? And sometimes we get discouraged. Sometimes we give up in influencing people. We give up in discipling people. Um, We give up that we think that they're hopeless, right? But remember this. Just remember this. You and I, we were once hopeless as well. And that's why we need to learn to see the people that we're discipling, the people that we're influencing, our families, our loved ones, our brothers and sisters, just like Ian shared in his testimony. We need to see them for the promise of who they can be by the power of Christ and not by our own strength. That is the beauty of being able to really have that determination. When you have that vision of impacting people around you i asked my mom i asked my mom ma what is your vision in your life my mom is 77 years old and she asked she asked me this you know my vision is in life is that all our families become a becomes a committed follower of jesus that is my mom's vision right and i know that that's not going to be easy and i know we can't do that and i know there's going to be time wherein we will be frustrated in influencing our family we will be this courage that it seems like it's city going nowhere, but we need to see God's vision on all of these things. That we have a God who who is graceful, who is loving, who is absolutely in control, and learn to understand that God is working in them, working in them, um, one step at a time. You know, I I, I recently got a encouragement from in in that aspect you see my tito and my titas my tita and my titos are 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 not in good terms um but recently i heard that one of my tito and my tita who were not in good terms suddenly you know fixed their relationship or was a reconciliation and there was a you know there was a better there's an ongoing better relationship you know when i heard that a couple of days ago i i, I thanked the lord I thank the Lord that my prayers, He's answering one step at a time. And that's progress. And I, And I realize that, that when you look at the progress and not on the final product already, it will allow you to be encouraged. And that is how you pass on your vision to people as well. That they need to see that determination in you. Determination in you. Now, before I close, let me share to you a story about how this vision impacts direction, impacts decision, and it implores determination. I want to share a story of Brother in Christ. You know, recently he got married, and um, his vision when he was single is now different because now he's married. You see, when this guy is a corporate high flyer. He is a person who works for a multinational. <clears throat> but he was sharing to me that that the vision that he has for his family, that he, he has for his wife and for his future family now has profoundly impacted the direction that he wants to take in his life and has impacted his decision and he knows he would be needing determination for. You see, because he sees the future, his picture of the future that he wants to have have a family, a priority of his family, to be able to 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 grow his kids, to be able to develop his, spend more time with his mom, with his wife, in all of in all of the family dynamics. Right? He sees that his current situation and the current road that he is in terms of his corporate work, eventually down the road will not meet, because he he sees that being in this in this corporate. Uh, path that he is in right now is putting him in a path or a road that would drive him farther away away from his family. So his vision now started to impact his, his direction. He said, no, no, I'm going to get out of that road and I'm going to get into the road where I'm going to make sure that is aligned to what God's vision for me with my family. So his decision is now to slowly transition out of that path of that road of where he is right now and pursue a road that would allow him to spend more time with his family. And for me, you know, I, I realize that that's one of the best encouragement that I can have. That so many people do not have that decision making. So many people do not have that vision that what God wants to happen in their life and because they're on the wrong path, they will just stay on this path and not change their path because they believe that eventually God will just change it. But I submit to you, This guy made a decision that he knows he needs determination because it's not going to be easy to be in that path. But yet he knows because because that is God's vision in his life. That is what he wants to pursue. And as a single, you know, as a single, 95% of us is really focused on our career, focused on our businesses, focused on making a financial bank account. I, 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 I believe that that's okay. But that should not be over and above our priority of really being able to influence our family and spend quality time with them. You know, that is, that is my prayer. That your vision, that God is, the vision that God is facing to your heart, would truly impact the direction that you want to be. Number two, it will also impact your decision. And number three, that will encourage determination for your path. I'm going to close with this. Remember, I shared with you three photos at the start. You know the, the story about the two prisoners caught in um, in the in the same prison cell. One sees the bars. One sees the clouds. I don't know if this past 40 plus minutes have spoken to you, but I do hope and pray it does. And for some of you, perhaps this message have nudged you or have opened up. A perspective in you that yeah, I need to ask what is God's vision in my life. Now, if that is you, I hope and pray that you will not be the other person in the cell. That once you start see, when, once you start thinking about God's vision for your life that you will see the bars. No, I can't do this because I have this, I have that. No, I can't pursue that because I have this, I have that. No, I can't, I can't make disciples because I am busy. No, I can't serve the church. No, I can't do my faithfulness. No, I cannot reach out to my family. No, I, I hope you don't see the bars. I hope and pray that, that you will see the clouds, you will see the sky, and you will see the potential on how God can move in your life to fulfill that vision That He has for you. That is my prayer. That you will see that God's vision in your life is possible by God's grace. But you need to be in the right direction. You need to have the decision now that will impact that. And number three, that have that determination to pursue that vision for your life. Let's pray, brothers and sisters, O Lord Jesus. We thank you for this amazing time that you have allowed us to gather. I thank you, Lord, for speaking to us about pursuing your mission in our lives and understanding your vision for our lives. Father, I pray for those that are watching today that they would really pursue that. But I know, Lord, that perhaps there may be people watching this who needs to make that first step? But for them to understand your vision, for them to pursue your mission, their hearts must be fully surrendered first to who you are. And if that is you, and you're watching this message, and you have never come to a point where you have really have a God's vision, you really don't have God's vision in your life, and you're really not yet pursuing God's mission for your life, but you want to seriously commit to that. And you realize that that you can't, and no matter how hard you are trying, you can't do it on your own strength. And now you realize that that you have to come to a point first of surrendering, letting God take control of your life. And so that is you, and as you listen to this, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and allowing you to understand that you are a sinner and that you have been running away from God and that you have been disobedient. And tonight you want to you wanna change the direction of your life. And you want to say, Lord, I'm a sinner and I need you in my life. If that is you, why don't you follow me in the sincere prayer or wherever you are, just open your heart to the Lord and confess to him. Because he said that he is faithful, that he will be faithful to forgive us and cleanse us from all our unrighteousness if we come to him and con- confess our sins. So why don't you do that now with me here, right now, in this moment. Follow me in the simple prayer. Oh, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for running away from you. I'm sorry for all my sins. I'm sorry for all my disobedience. But at this moment, oh Lord, I want to surrender my life to you. I want to accept you as my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died in the cross and because of your death in the cross, it paved the way for my sins to be forgiven. That is the beauty of your grace, O Lord. That's why I want to come to you right now and surrender my life to you and accept you as my Lord and Savior. O Lord, please forgive me for all of my sins. Change me. Change me from the inside out. Lord, I pray that those people who pray that prayer, you know and that you would really deepen their newfound relationship that they have with you right now. Oh Lord, I thank you for this wonderful time and I pray for the rest of the people that are watching here that that the vision that they have in their life have been amplified through your grace and I pray, oh Lord, that that would make them realize the direction that their life should take, the decision that they will make and the determination that they have and I pray that this vision that they will be able to To also share this and influence other people so that they too, Lord, they too, the other people in their spirit of influence, their families, their parents, their loved ones, their siblings, their parkada, everyone in their spirit of influence will also have this vision of you. The need for a savior, the need for Christ in their lives, Lord. Thank you again. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for this wonderful time. I lift up to you our breakout session. Lord, I pray that you will use that to again process this message in a way that will honor and glorify your name as well. Thank you, Father. We praise you. We thank you as we lift up to all of these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you for that great discussion. Thank you for reminding us that understanding God's vision for our lives will definitely lead us to the right direction. Now, we have prepared breakout questions which you can discuss with your family and friends to help you process more of your learning in today's message. The first question is that vision is a mental picture of what life can be. What kind of life do you envision in the future? At present, are you living in the direction and pursuit of your personal vision? The second question is this. God's grand vision is for many to know and worship Him. Do you think your personal vision is aligned with God's? If not, how may you reorient your vision and direction to God's? The third question is our life mission is to fulfill God's vision and to pass it on. What are the milestones or progress in this mission you are most thankful for to the Lord right now? Enjoy your breakout singles. Please don't hesitate to tap us up if you have any prayer requests, also, don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page, B1G Ministry, on our Instagram page, B1 with God, no spaces, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, B1G Ministry. Till next time, guys. God bless everyone.